Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Today is Monday, and welcome to another week in the month of May. Can you believe it? We're already close to and approaching mid-May. When I tell you this year is flying by, that is evident by the fact that, you know, we're in mid-May. For those who are still doing the um, No Shopping Challenge, you're halfway through the month of May and through your challenge. I mean, spring is attempting to come if you are if you live in the north. Um, it looks like it's already there in, in the south, summer actually. I mean, we are really like moving forward. And as you approach May and May starts to wrap up, you're leading up to June, which hits you at the halfway point of 2018. And think about that for a second when you're talking about the halfway point. We started this podcast in January and... It's, a, it's almost as if, you know, we set up a bunch of goals. I have personal financial goals. I have um, goals for this podcast, goals for, you know, for my business, goals for work. And it's almost like you're halfway through the year. You feel like, what have I done towards those goals to achieve those goals so far? So it's really a good check-in point as you're leading up to the halfway mark. Because you know that, like, when you hit the halfway mark, you only have, you know, then you're on the how much time you only have left. So if you have financial goals, this is a good time to assess them. Think about them. Think about how you want to move forward with them. Think about what you have or have not done in order to achieve them. Think about ways you can accelerate. Um, I had some savings goals for 2018, and I think I want to accelerate those. And so I want to try to... Um, increase the contribution to my savings to accelerate accelerate my um, savings goals so there's things like that I mean you can really push yourself and focus and and have it so that you can get to the goals that you want but this is like the time to really assess that you know also part of what I do is I get I do um, every year for the month of May is really important to me Um, I do AIDS walk New York so AIDS walk I've been doing AIDS walk since 2007 was my first AIDS walk. And so um, I've been raising money every year. I raise um, at least $1,000 every year. And so it's something I'm very proud of. I, I like to give back. Um, and the reason people always ask me, why do you do AIDS walk? Why do you do AIDS walk? Is that, you know, there are a lot of things and a lot of causes that have a lot of backing behind it and people feel very comfortable donating money to. And in 2018, it just feels like AIDS, HIV AIDS still has a stigma. And so I do AIDS walk because I want to relieve that stigma. People should feel comfortable giving and donating to something that is still a problem, particularly a problem for women and a problem for communities of color. So it's very important to me. So uh, myself and uh, uh, two of my other friends, we have a team. It's called the Walking Girls. And if you want to look it up, walking the, the Walking Girls 2795 on uh, the AIDS walk website. Uh, website AIDS Walk New York I am also doing uh, donations uh, taking donations uh, to reach my goal of raising $1,000 right now I'm at about um, probably about $550 close to 600 so if you'd like to make a donation you can find the link that you can find me at um, AIDS Walk New York slash Malik AIDS Walk, AIDS Walk New York slash Malik Branch so you can just or you can just look up Malik Branch or AIDS Walk, AIDS Walk New York and you can make a donation I really appreciate that to support this cause of giving back because you know to whom much who's to whom much is given much is required and I feel it's very compelling and strong that I need to give back as well and um in doing so it's a 6.2 mile walk which helps me towards my my goals of working out more and getting back in shape so it's all kind of comes together and it's a really good time to do it and it's a good way to like enter into the the season of 
giving the season of the season of spring the season of summer and the season of working out because 6.2 miles is a lot of a lot of miles to go and we do it when no matter what this, the rain sleet whatever no matter what the temperature we do it so I just wanted to bring that up and today I want to talk a little bit about something that we've discussed before but I want to cover it again because that's what's going to be so if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying I've heard you talk about that before understand that there are going to be things that we're going to continue to talk about because this is not a topic for which we can this is not a, a discussion topic, meaning finances that we can just run over, right? You have to talk about these things over and over again because they kind of come up and they need to be reiterated and they have different meanings, different times. And because this is only a 10 to 15 minute podcast, it's not always enough time to get into the nitty gritty of everything. So you have to talk about it again. So today I want to talk about money mindset. This is something that I could talk about for hours and hours because it's a really key part of your finances is what is your money mindset. And I've decided (laughs) that there are four particular mindsets that are out there, right? There's the broke mindset, the abundance mindset, the stagnant mindset, and the delusional mindset. And so I've asked this question before about what people believe their mindset is. And so a broke mindset is, is kind of tells itself in the name, but a broke mindset is really when you believe, um, you do contribute and believe in um, a mindset that will keep you in a broke state of mind, meaning you you believe you'll always be broke, you believe there's no other way but broke, and you think that that's normal, and so you just continuously make decisions that lead to that, because that's what you you believe to be the way money works. You know, it's like, you know how someone says to you, I ain't never gonna have much more than this, so I'ma just go like this, I'ma just do that, that type of mindset. An abundance mindset is where you believe that you can have anything. You believe that all things out here are for you and that if you work hard and do everything you need to do, you will be able to get anything that you would like and you believe you deserve to have a lot. That's the kind of mindset you have as far as money. Stagnant mindset as it relates to money is when you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to do anything to upset the apple cart. You probably have enough. You probably don't want to push for too much because you just want to be safe. It's a stagnant mindset. And a delusional mindset is one for which you believe that with all the things that you do, you still will have, be, and do be great as it relates to your finances. And you don't really clearly look at what, you're not honest. You're not honest about what you have, where you are, and what you're capable of, you're not honest about it. So you get into delusion. You believe that you deserve things you don't you don't work for. You believe that you deserve things that you don't afford. It's a lot of delusion that goes around there. And the reason I wanted to bring this up again is that I had put this up in a Facebook group and you would imagine that everyone said they have an abundance mindset, right? And And if everyone had an abundance mindset, there'd be no reason for three other mindsets, right? And so what I'm working on now is working on a quiz that will help people understand what their mindset is Without asking that first question, because a lot of times it's hard for people to understand what their mindset is because until they answer some questions that will help to generate that. So I'm working on that. But the reason I wanted to bring this up again is to discuss the importance of of a mindset. Because a mindset, your money mindset really does dictate how you spend money, how you deal with money. And the ways in which you can grow in your money. So understanding the mindset that you have, understanding that it dictates how you move forward. And so really trying to understand your mindset and understand how you relate to money. So all your mindset is, is, is your relationship to money, how you relate to money, what you believe to be true about money and what you believe to be true about yourself and money collectively. So knowing your mindset, knowing how you think about money, do you think that money that you are a person who is supposed to have a lot of money? Do you think of a, you, you are yourself as a person 
who can go and get even more money? Are you confident enough in yourself to believe that you can make more money than what is just offered to you at a job? Do you believe that money is is the thing that drives you and controls how you live your life? Or do you believe that you control how you live your life? Um, do you feel limited or do you feel unlimited, right? These are the kind of things that play into, into how your money mindset is and then how it plays out. So understanding your money mindset will help you to figure out why you make some of the decisions, relay some of the habits, participate in some of the activities that you do around money. And so when it comes to why is it that even though you know you really can't afford something, you go and buy it anyway, you have to think about your mindset. Why, why do you know that you could go out for a promotion, but you really don't? That has to do with your mindset. Why do you have a, 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 a really fancy luxury vehicle and you live in a broken down house or a broken down apartment? Um, what do you value as it relates to money? Why do you have a lot of jewelry and a lot of flashy things and pocketbooks and things like that and no life insurance, no health insurance. You know, why do you have that kind of stuff? So it, it, it relates to what is your money mindset? And when we talk about money mindset, people get very uncomfortable because it feels like a judgment upon their value system. It's not a judgment upon your value system. It is an, uh, an identification of your value system. Value systems can change. You can change what you value as it relates to money to change how you behave with money. So understand that when we talk about identifying that, it may feel like it's a, it's a little bit of a, a harsh thing onto your own personal values because if you are the person who has the luxury car and doesn't have the equivalent luxury home, you may, when someone says that to you, you may feel judged. You may feel as though the person is trying to make a, a disparaging comment towards you. Understand it's not that. What it is, is identifying that there are two, two choices here and you're making a choice to have a vehicle that is luxurious and not a home, whereas you can have two things that are very nice instead of luxurious. And the question becomes why? Does it have to do with your value of what outwardly what people think? Is it, you know, there are other, you value a car more than you value a home. And you have to start talking about those things. And a lot of times what you pay for that luxury car has to do with why you can't spend the money on in at home. And then we have to talk about why. Why would you be willing to do that? And so I mean, it, it is. It gets down to what you believe, what you think, and what you feel. And quite often that's a very challenging thing to do. And this month being that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, we have to think about all of the things that play into our mind, our mental state, and how we then play those things out. You ever hear people talk about the way they grew up? Sometimes they play that out in their relationships. People are very people are very okay to talk about that. You play out those things in your relationships, but you also play that out in every relationship you have, up to and including your relationship with money. So know that all of the things that you have, all of the, 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 the things that murk around in your spirit, the things that make you have feelings, those things play out in every part of your life, including your finances. And that's why I bring these things up because I want us to talk about and get to the root of it because you cannot take out a weed if you don't kill the root. If you don't kill the root, the root will, the weed will grow back. And so you have to get to the root of the problem and get rid of that. And that comes with kind of cleaning up all the way deep down inside. Because if I tell you, I could tell you 
all the different ways in which you should handle, manage, and deal with your finances. But if you don't feel the same, if your value for money is different, or your mindset around money is different, or you don't really believe that you are supposed to have a lot of money, or you don't really believe that people like you can actually have abundance, that can actually be financially free, can actually live in a life where money is not controlling you, you, you're controlling the money. If you don't actually believe that, there's nothing that you can gain from the discussion around financial emancipation. So that's why I keep going back to that and keep talking about that. So today I'd like you to think about that. Just kind of give yourself a few moments and write it down. Take a paper and say, how, how do I think about money? How do I think about the value of money? What do I think money means? And where do I want to see myself as it relates to money in the future? So it's just one of those things we're going to continuously talk about and, and bring up and, and just give me your feedback, you know, send me in if you have any thoughts about it, give me the feedback. If you're in the Facebook group, we have a, we had a discussion going on about it, write on the comment on that. Just join. Let's talk about it. So if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation and join the Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. And if you have any questions, comments, feedback, a question you want to have for Friday's episode, which is for Feedback Fridays, drop me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Check out my website at thefinancialemancipation.com, where you will see that we're going to be um, putting up the information on the registration for the May 24th uh, webinar, which is myself and Shauna Fowler, hosted by the Go-Getters Club. It's, um, it's, a, it's a dual workshop that we're having, which is called Get Your Financial House in Order 2. We did this in person last year. And it's about getting your money and your finances ready. Sean is a licensed real estate professional. She'll be talking about some of the things you need in relates to home ownership, even if it's in the far, far future for you. And I'll be discussing how to get the baseline of your fund of your finances together um, in the effort to make any big financial purchase coming up in the future. It's a free webinar. You'll be able to register. It'll be live. You can have interactive. You can ask questions, get feedback, all of that stuff. So you'll see the information for that coming out and you can register. Um, if you have any questions, again, you can email me and and we'll be back tomorrow to continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation getting free from the burden of your finances thank you so much for listening today and have a great day